Holy cow, here we go. Episode 91 of the Rollin' Ramblin' Podcast. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I tend to say that a lot. In Toastmasters, they always talked about having a crutch word. And my crutch word used to be so. It would start sentences off with so. And now that we mentioned it, what will probably happen if you pay attention for it through the rest of this episode, you'll notice it a little bit more. Not just because I'm saying it more, but it's also because of the reticular activating system making you aware of noticing that word that I brought attention to. But interesting is definitely something I use a lot. And I forgot about it until now, the origin of where that came from. Jim Rohn, who I've talked about on this podcast before, is generally like, in my opinion, the sort of, the godfather of self-help. I mean, I'm sure there's people before him, you can talk about Napoleon Hill, you can talk about Zig Ziglar. All those guys were around, like, Napoleon Hill wasn't, but Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and Brian Tracy and... Jim Rohn, they were all sort of around at the same time, and um, Jim Rohn talked about being curious. I wonder if I can find that quote. I'm going to type the quote in right now, um, just to see if I can figure it out. Rohn, See if it says it, because it's a, it's a quote about finding things interesting. Um, let me see if I can figure it out here. Anyway, um, the idea behind it, that comment, is when you change the way you look at things, right? So instead of being upset and frustrated by everything. Start start saying, isn't that interesting? And so I, I noticed that I was complaining quite a bit years ago. When I mean, I'm, you can you can point back to different times where I clearly am complaining in, in in recent weeks and in recent months and all those things. But isn't it interesting? Was something that I tried to implement so I could look at things a little more objectively. It was meant so, instead of being frustrated, I could turn it into something as into interest. Like a little kid, is Jerome's concept. A little kid finds everything interesting. They want to know all the information. They want to run and they want to, they want to touch things. They want to feel things. They want to smell things. They want to taste things. They want to do stuff because they're interested. They have curiosity. So when I do say something that is interesting to me, it is because I find it interesting that I do things in a certain way. And today, on this episode of What Steve Finds Interesting, is out of all my self-awareness and everything that I've got going on, I seem to always surprise myself. With some layer of my personality that I wasn't aware of. 
or maybe I wasn't confident in. Here's an example. I had been told in the past a series of things regarding my ability to organize and have great attention to detail and put together thoughtful words in anything more than a verbal format. So anything written, I would suck at it, and I wasn't good at it, and I wasn't good at web design, and I wasn't good at all these things, and I need to stay in my lane. And that is very important, to be self-aware enough to know where your strengths lie, and to stay in your lane. But in my case, what if my lane is wider than I thought it was? Or what if I have more lanes to choose from than I thought I did? It's not just about verbal communication. This is easy for me because I work on it all the time. But because of this and because of written blog posts, even the previous ones, I could look back on all of them and be like, oh, I would write that different if I wrote it now. But the point is, I can look at that and I can write it differently because I have had enough time trying things and understanding written word and writing emails for sales calls and for to potential clients for other jobs and things that I actually can put together a decent email and a decent piece of material if it needs to go out somewhere. Yes, if I'm not careful, because sometimes if I'm rushing things, I tend to make more mistakes than other people do, in my opinion, but that also is just perception. If we rush anything, we tend to make more mistakes, just in life. Like, even if you're really good at something, if you rush it, it's going to suck. But I found myself in a situation today where... I was pretty happy with the finished product and I doubted myself on it for quite some time or I wasn't hundred percent sure. I'm not going to go into detail of it because it doesn't really matter. But today I got some reinforcement into what I should believe about myself, which is that I can handle certain tasks and certain things that someone told me that I wasn't good at. Similar to how I turned the behavior of talking too much into my benefit. It wasn't that long ago. I think I was 30 or 31. I had someone that I really liked. I had a girl that I really liked tell me that I think too much and I talk too much and I'm exhausting to be around. Now that cut deep because for years and years and years everybody said that I talk too much and that I need to shut up and that I need to do all these different things. And I was always offended by that. It was always this thing that I was worried about doing, even though that's what I did. Now, to be fair, my communication style has changed. I listen and communicate better than I did. still need to always work on listening and talking less. It's something that, that I, my dominant personality is to talk more and communicate. But... I realized today that just like when that girl told me I think too much and talk too much and I'm exhausting to be around and I'm okay with that I've owned that and I started a podcast I started a YouTube channel and I am who I am and I work on certain aspects of that to make sure that it's appropriate in certain settings but overall I'm a talker and you need to deal with it what if these other skill sets are actually something that I'm good at and I just don't believe in myself 
I think that's why people like this podcast and some people like my videos is because I'm always a work in progress. I'm never a finished product. I don't sit here and tell people that they have to do everything that I do because I have it all figured out. I'm the man and I know everything and everyone else that doesn't is stupid or something along those lines. That's not the case for me. I truly believe that I have found something that I am reasonably good at in another avenue, and that's written work. Yes, I have to edit more, and I have to put more time into it, and I always felt because typing, because of my coordination, was an issue. Well, now with a lot of talks to talk-to-text programs and things like that, I've been able to write better blog posts, and it's because I practiced. It's because I did things that I was... that I knew worked to help me build that skill. And it wasn't just writing all the time. It was listening to audiobooks and doing this podcast and and doing YouTube videos and and writing different things. And I was t- I was telling my dad today that I didn't think that I was always that good at that stuff. And he said, well, you have to look at all the things that you do. He's like, you've always been good at talking and putting speeches together and you did Toastmasters and you did YouTube and you do the podcast and you do all these things. And he was the one that mentioned that obviously I'm going to be good at writing things because I can communicate effectively. Obviously I have to watch the words that I type because sometimes when you're talking to text, it doesn't come out as clean. Or if I'm typing, I'm not typing fast enough to keep up with the words in my head. So sometimes I'll miss a the or an and or whatever. So I have to be careful to go over things in detail after the fact. But the fact that I feel like I can communicate clean and concise is interesting because I didn't think that I could before. And what I realized today as well, good or bad, and I think Gary Vaynerchuk said this a while back, is that Gary said that writing and often communication, there are certain hard written rules, but I, I think you mentioned this in writing especially, that that it's very subjective. So if someone in particular doesn't like your writing style, it doesn't necessarily mean that your writing style is poor or or other people aren't gonna like it. It's just whoever consumed your content in written form didn't vibe with how you wrote it. And that's the same as anybody's voice for audiobooks, YouTube channels. Some people just don't like the way people do things. There's a couple car channels that I like and watch, and then there was another one that I, I, I watched over, and it was just this guy's communication style was too. I don't know what it was, but it was just what I didn't vibe with him. And so I feel like people feel that way when they write. I mean, that's ultimately why people have sort of an affinity to certain authors. Like Clive Cussler with the with the audiobook that I was listening to recently, of course. Oh, The Emperor's Revenge, that's the one that it was called. And then I have another book on my shelf that I haven't read yet. But I tend to like his storytelling ability. And I like, you know, I know that my mom has a lot of Maeve Binchy books that she's read and different authors that she sort of reads about and things of that nature. And it just comes down to if you like the way that person tells a story or you like the way the person writes a word on a piece of paper, 
that makes it what you click with. So if you're if you thought for a long time that you're bad at a skill, you may not be, depending on what it is, of course. You may not be. You may not just vibe with whoever your original target audience was. The other thing about it is, clearly I can prove that if you work on something long enough and you have some sort of ability or, or desire to actually work on it, it can get better. I have an affinity for more verbal communication, but also written communication. I like communicating ideas and thoughts. And so because I like it, it's going to drive me to want to get better at it. And then today, clearly all that work that I have done allowed me to handle I don't know if handle is the right word. It allowed me to communicate effectively in a way that was appropriate for what I needed to do today. And I didn't think I had that ability. I mean, I can look at my skill set and feel like I could have that ability. and But there's this was this level of imposter syndrome before I did the project. And now I handle that one thing and... I feel extremely confident in that skill set now. Now, if the person that received it doesn't like it as much as I think they should, maybe that'll change. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't realize I had this skill set because I'd never been told anything to the contrary other than you're not good at this, stay in your own lane. So therefore, it is interesting. It's interesting that we can go our whole life telling ourselves a story about something that we're good or, or bad at, or something that we're not adept at, something that we'll never be good at. This sport isn't for you. This skill isn't for you. This job isn't for you. All these things aren't for you. Or you should be doing this because of this. You should be doing that because of this. And you did this before and you liked it. And you did this because of this. For instance, everyone thinks that I'm good at sales because I can speak and I can communicate effectively. But there are so many other aspects to sales that make me not good at it. It's because I don't want to just sell anything to anybody. I don't want to write just anything for anyone in any situation. I don't want to necessarily be a blog writer for posts that I'm not 100% behind. In, like, I can't just randomly write blog posts for any website. It has to be for projects that I believe in and that I want to be a part of and, and things like that. Emails for the companies that I work for and believe in and things. So I allowed my past and the stories that were told to possibly dictate my future. And it took this long for me to figure out, hey, all the work that I put in, I'm actually good at another thing other than speaking. So the stories we tell ourselves shape who we are. And you've heard it before. I've heard it a million times. But this example hit me in the face hard today. And... 
there you go. That's it. So isn't it interesting that our stories and surroundings that we get told make us believe certain things and act in a way accordingly with those beliefs. Episode 91 of the Rolling Ramblin' Podcast. Enjoy the wonderful day, and we'll chat at you soon. Peace!